Previously on Follow the Leader. You were in the sky when it started, in ships among the stars. The threat came suddenly and the response was clear. Leave now. You left without saying goodbye, without looking back. Now you and your fellow pilots returned to circle the planet you once called home and something went wrong. And now you're stranded. The threat remains and the few groups of survivors who remain are either suspicious of your arrival or angry at your departure. So that just leaves you, your crew, and the ruined wasteland of somewhere that used to be home. So our threat could be something from the skies, vengeful androids, far distant aliens, a sudden space anomaly, or perhaps it spread from the ground, uh, a sudden plant mutation or an invasion, or is it undefined to be discovered throughout the story? We talked a little bit beforehand, and what we currently have written down is Eldritch Kaiju. August came up with the that we were off planet whenever this catastrophe happened and we were called back as reinforcements but were too late mm -hmm. and then our fleet got taken down and we were the only survivors of our ship and people hate us because we were too late. What if further into the solar system this happened first and that's why we were part of the deployed and maybe mm. it's been going on long enough and portals have been opening increasingly closer mm -hmm. to mm. Earth. Like it. And the big threat that happened was the one that ruptured the moon. And yeah. that's the big catastrophe that we, that, that was like, everyone needs to get back now. Things, you see a lot like when the sun doesn't go down, it's just like nocturnal animals obviously have a hard time of it. So just like the impact of being around like this eldritch energy and also the day night cycle being stranger or, mm -hmm. yeah, just like, it's maybe messed with earth wildlife and also new wildlife has come as a result. I'd be down with like jungle or somewhere that, oh, here's the thing. What if it's like, we assume we're on one in one of the jungles, but it's actually where wildlife has, uh, where plant life has sort of taken over a part that maybe wasn't. So we could find elements go, I thought we were like in the Amazon, just like, nope. That's a, like, a drain cover. I am playing the fighter playbook. You joined after day zero, but you're no rookie. There's a fire behind everything you do. You live for the grind. You'll practice again and again and again to make up for lost time. In the cockpit, in the ring, on the ground, you will fight for your place and for what you believe in. Maybe you don't have a death wish, but to the team, it sure feels like it. The fighter is a fierce pilot, and they are dedicated, silent, and stubborn. So I am playing Flaky uh, Gaithan, goes by Kiki. She uses she, her pronouns. And her stance is, we need to survive, and the survivors aren't interested in us. We should work together to build something new. Her call sign is Mamba. Her look is ripped. Uh, well-maintained, but not enough material to properly repair anymore. She is a large buff woman with kind of Pacific Islander features and in terms of light brown skin and dark straight hair. Uh, she wears her hair long and up in a ponytail. Uh, I'm using the old-timer playbook. Uh, this was your last run, the last time before you retired. You had it all laid out. The beach house, the fishing, the emptiness. You've seen it all. You've lost just as much as you've won. Every situation is one you know you'll handle because you've inevitably come by it before. You have no tolerance for cockiness. Those who display it don't live long. They just leave the scars on you instead. The old timer is a careful pilot who is skilled, serious, and calm. I'm playing Juniper Aurelius. Uh, Juniper's stance is we should continue to try to join a community on this ground and survive in this new home. Her call sign is Electo. Her look is worn and modified slash customized. She is a tall, slender uh, black woman. Her hair is pretty much all gray now, even going white in places. Uh, worn sort of kept short on the sides but with a what might have been a short like mohawk at some point is now growing out and is long uh, glasses uh, dark eyes uh, scar on one side of her face freckles 
Uh, she does smile. I think she's one of those people that looks very serious up until the moment she smiles and sort of lights up the whole face. And she mm-hmm. does smile actually pretty easily uh, when it's not a serious situation. Like, she's not a dour person. Something she's hiding. An injury, uh, specifically, and a reflected electrical charge has permanently messed up Juniper's heart, giving her arrhythmia and palpitations. She has meds, but she has meds to control it. But she's running out. Really, she needs to have corrective surgery. But she was waiting until you know, after. So I am playing uh, Bersion Bersion Gotthilder. Um, I've played her on a live stream before. I'm playing the Captain Playbook. You are the leader in rank, if not in person. You have your stars and you have every intention of keeping them. You're not shy to pull your rank to get people in line and you'll use your authority to end an argument. You're the first to delegate in a situation. People can trust you to make a quick decision when it comes down to it, but that doesn't always make it the right one. The structure of the ranks is where you feel most secure and you don't know what that means for you now. Her stance is we should continue to try to join a community on the ground and survive in this new home. Her call sign is Mama Bear. Her look is tall, severe, and proud. Her leadership style is authoritative, but not like authoritarian. An item that I've gained since the stranding, an animal companion. I got this captaincy from a convenient death, RIP Neva. So I am playing the rookie. It was meant to be your first run on board the main ship when the order to leave came. Your whole life is still messily entwined on your home world. Dinner plans you still had, subscription deliveries you hadn't canceled, and unchanged voicemail. You know you deserve your spot in the team. You worked for it just as hard as anyone else. And maybe that makes you take risks you shouldn't. The rookie is a nervous pilot, and they are meticulous, risky, and determined. Her name is Marnie Sands. I have not played her before. She is a new kid. Um, Her call sign is Sharkbait. Her look is ill-fitting. She's kind of like average, middling height, olive complexion. Uh, She has bright blue hair with neon green tips that are absolutely not military standard. Um, And her uniform looks like it's cut for someone about two inches broader than she is. She has a lucky charm which is an action she performs. Uh, She actually has a very specific sequence that she has to button her uniform jacket, and uh, if she doesn't do that, she will freak out. Something that uh, she knows better than anyone is she knows how to sense when the threat is near, and uh, her stance is that we need to return to the fleet by any means necessary. We now return to your game already in progress. do something with one of these dangers yeah we should definitely deal with some of the dangers especially because you know we're going into a city where there's arguably more places for them to pop out from mm-hmm. all righty so you're thinking i mean we're back to the top of the turn order yeah yes so kiki yeah so I think this is maybe a little while later. I think we have we left our base camp. I like to think that we're on the move now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Here's an important question. Yeah, do, wait, I'm assuming we have to leave Aubrey. Yeah. Like, have we sort of like has she effectively been like locked up so we can return to her? Like, there's a beacon in there so we can find our way back. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you know I we we've locked up. I've locked up my baby. You know, give it, giving her a pat on the side. You know, like, hey, question. What do we do with the bodies of the people we lost? Well, it's one of those things like... Did we bury them? Whether we all crash-landed together and we were just the only ones who survived it or whether like we were part of a small pod drop. But considering that you were a co-pilot, we can have buried yeah. Neva. Okay. Uh, so I think that Marnie and Kiki are in Calamity. I imagine Juniper is in Artie. Mm-hmm. Where is Burr's writing? Um, I mean, it's a good question. Where is Burr's? Uh, is Cal- does Calamity have like a passenger bay? I don't know if it has a passenger bay, but it probably has some room for another person. Yeah, because it's big. Yeah, so so she's probably sitting like somewhere where she can maybe like if there's some sort of I was tr- I'm trying to think of like like some sort of like overseeing it's hard to describe exactly some sort of sort of command module or something where she can like mm-hmm. see what's going on outside like like a camera bay or something but like not do any sort of controlling of the thing. Oh, what if? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if there was a part of Aubrey that we could decouple that would have been like an escape pod? But it's like we've attached it to the back of Calamity. Oh, so it's a part of Aureen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that might be interesting. That might be kind of cool. Like, like, yeah, like an escape pod or something that we've like ramshackle attached to the back of uh, one of the other mechs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Calamity's taking just these big steps, kind of pushing its way through the trees. I mean, we we can just make much faster progress that way. And I think we kind of picked a direction and started heading there. And we kind of come to a break in the trees. And I think the trees are tall. I think they're probably maybe even taller than Calamity is. Mm. And I think we come to a break in the trees and we see kind of stretched before us. Similar to how these pictures of the kudzu, you can see the shapes of the trees, but they're covered in foliage. I think we see something like that stretching away from us, like cars on the side of the road covered in the same way the car that we found was. Um, And like some tall buildings in the distance that are totally overgrown. And... I think Kiki motions to Marnie that like, hey, we should, we should stop here. Like, I don't want to step out into the open where we would be super easily seen. Yeah, because we're, we're pretty big. I was going to ask about like, so the trees have sort of like grown super, super tall around everything and there's kudzu covering everything. This means that like, whatever we have here is growing foliage very quickly because as far as we knew when we left earth this wasn't happening right right Mm -hmm. okay and like we didn't leave earth that long ago Mm -hmm. but it was definitely before the very direct influence of the eldritch kaiju right so is it time for something big to show up i think it might be time for something big to show up yeah has has night fallen, or is this happening during the day? Mm. Or is this, like, wildlife, but something big? Mm. Oh, something that's been, like, also fucked up by the Eldritch Kaiju. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe an Eldritch Kaiju, or an Eldritch thing, has fused with something native. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What if it's, like, a big bear? But, like, that Eldritchy. Moose don't show up in uh, the quote-unquote old world, do they? No. Okay. Because moose are just terrifying on their own. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like a big bear. 
Yeah. Now I'm thinking about the nightmare bear from Annihilation, and that freaks me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, if we're near Prague, some of the things that are from, like, the Prague Zoo include polar bears, gorillas, mm. Komodo dragons. Um, yeah, so we've got some cool stuff that could have come from the zoo. Is is this like an impossible creatures kind of situation? What do you mean? Uh, so impossible creatures was a video game in which you could combine two creatures and like the features of different ones to create different kind of like units. And it, I mean, it's a it's like an RTS uh, battle game, but I like I like the idea of like reality having bent so that multiple creatures have become a single entity mm-hmm. like yeah. a chimera yeah. yeah yes chimera and like yes. the seams between the features of the different animals that went into it uh are all like that crackling static yeah so it's like as they walk sort of staticky sparks just kind of like get shed off of them mm-hmm good so who breaks the tree line first? Is it Artie or is it Calamity? Artie isn't designed for close quarters combat. Fair. Like it's a it's a hunt model, yeah, it's more like a sniper. Mm-hmm. So but if there's like something tall nearby, it might be uh Artie breaking the line to get a elevated position. Uh so uh, Juniper can start taking shots. I mean, you could climb a tree. It's more just like I'm aware of how heavy. I don't know if the tree might be tall enough, but if a tree is strong enough to support a mm. 20 foot mech. Fair. So okay. that's well, assuming these trees are trees. Right. That's true. I don't like that just as a phrase. <laughs> I meant as opposed to like something around a building. Oh, okay. Or like there may be partially metal. Like less like something else. I'm sorry, I should have made that clearer. We've had some very horrible things so far. So I'm sorry. <laughs> this was not that intent for once. Uh, You're on thin fucking ice. I know. <laughs> I live for the danger. Oh, what if, because of how big and strong calamity is, what if this is like Juniper takes Adi and just like springs off? Calamity's shoulder up onto just the next highest thing. Mm-hmm. And like he's using two of the li- like three of the limbs to hold on to whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And the other two like start forming this sort of like bow and arrow thing vibe. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Nice. So we definitely have like Marnie's early warning. So I don't feel like we get caught off guard by this thing. Mm-hmm. But maybe we're expecting the pocket raptors when this thing comes barreling in. And I want to to say that it's like relatively close to Artie's mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't full on kaiju, but yeah, it's still Large. nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. So, okay. So let me let me pitch this. So we come to the tree line. We see kind of the overgrown city in the distance. Calamity breaks the tree line and starts walking kind of carefully forward because we have Marnie's early warning system to warn us if anything gets close. And Marnie warns Kiki, like, hey, something's coming. They take a, like, a prepared stance. Um, Artie takes a running leap off of Calamity's back to grab onto an adjacent building. And then this huge, like, gorilla bear comes out of, like, it comes out of a building, like, through the windows. And hits Calamity in the side and knocks us back a few steps. Because, again, we weren't expecting specifically this threat. And uh, we are engaged in combat with it, I think. Is there a combat system in this game? No. no. It, it's just describing it. Yeah, okay. 
I was just like, oh god, wait, we're engaged in combat. Is this something I should know how to do here? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just giving others a chance to say something. Yes. I mean, this is arguably a threat again. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I think Juniper, I shouldn't have named her mech Artie because that's been a character, Artie or Artie, because that's a character that I've played before. <laughs> um, but yeah, starts taking um, shots, trying to like draw its, um, this creature's attention because she's currently in a more elevated position. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sort of trying to make the most of that. So, yeah, in a uh, strong move, in the face of danger, take the lead. And um, Pepper starts peppering this um, creature with, like, what look like shorter sh- shots, less, like, deconcentrated firing she can do, mm-hmm. and more just, like, clearly trying to get its attention to give Marnie and Kiki the chance to uh, calibrate and then return, like, be in a better position to fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like get 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 those vice grip hands up, <laughs> put your paws up. <laughs> so just to confirm, we're doing Pacific Rim type co-pilots. So mm-hmm. Kiki would potentially be able to like feel what Marnie's feeling, and as far as like her extrasensory perception with the threat, mm-hmm. that would also make sense why she knows about it. Yeah. So I think I think Marnie is mostly just trying to focus on like feeding Kiki whatever like sense she has for like what the threat's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, basically just like all business and like taking a back seat because like Kiki is definitely the more pugilist of <laughs> the two of them. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. So I think I think Kiki in the rig smiles, um, tells Burrs to hang on or hold on to something, and I'm going to offer my skills to a situation and uh, leap forward and grab this creature uh, and pin it to the ground. I think before we get too much further, we should probably decide on the cost. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I really enjoy about this game is the fact that you don't encounter the threat without potentially incurring a cost. Right. Hmm. Do we want to, for one of the encounters, or for one of the outcomes for this encounter, do we want to have some sort of revelation? I think that would be a good one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea to have that one. Yeah, I'm down for that. And maybe a new foe, because mm. we had no idea that mm. Static could do this. We had no idea that this was something the threat could do, probably because we'd been encountering it in the vacuum of, of space, mm-hmm. where there wasn't anything for it to do this to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. So now we not only have regular things to worry about, now we know that when we get to more densely populated areas or areas with more animals and stuff, this could very well happen. This could mm-hmm. become an issue. Yeah. So so we don't have an injury necessarily. So we that that means we probably make it out relatively okay, right? Like Yeah. When Kiki pens it down, maybe um, Juniper is able to get a good shot in. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Cool. I think that might bring that to a close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Next scene. Yeah, it is Sam's turn. If we're going in order? Oh, yes, it is my turn. All right. Um, I kind of want to... I I really want to find some survivors. Absolutely, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, So the survivors one is, you see them in the distance. People who have found each other in the first days and clung together with everything they have. Maybe they knew each other, maybe they didn't. 
maybe uh, members clash at times, but are tied together with just one underlying understanding that they're all in this together, just like you. But still, you're stood on the outside, the great deserters. You were here to protect this planet, and then when the threat arrived, you were gone. Will that matter to them now? Pick up when one of your pilots spots something on the lookout. So, who spots them first? Well, how long after our uh, encounter with the Chimera is this? Did we kill the Chimera? I think we yeah. did, yeah. Okay. So, I feel like this might be, like, right after the Chimera dies... Hmm. when we're like okay make sure it's dead you know go like slice it open to make sure it's really fucking dead like whoever's not doing that so burrs maybe yeah, yeah. i mean like burrs is probably like commanding people to like all right let's get out of our mechs and like do something about this gigantic thing we've just murdered how long after mm-hmm. we crashed is this is this like a, is this like a, like a week or two later Mm-hmm. Let's say yeah. I mean, given we said we were five, we were on day five when we started. It's a few days later. Yeah. So yeah, we could say this is like two weeks. Let's say it's two weeks after our crash landing. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. So yes. So whoever it is that like isn't being you know commanded to do stuff, I guess. Oh, well, maybe it's Juniper then. Yeah. Yeah. So Juniper. Spots. What do you What do you say? What do you, How do you, What do you do about this? You spotted some some people approaching. Yeah, I think it's like obviously the the noises of this battle drew attention, and um, you hear over like coming over the comms like the short range thing. Ladies, we've got company. Survivors. <sighs> oh, <laughs> I sort of chip in on the commas. If you would, please refrain from making it seem as though we have additional enemies to fight when we are not doing that. Yes, ma'am. We've got company. That sounds very... That's the sort of thing you say before a a battle. Not perhaps... Don't rule it out yet. I'm gonna get down, like, disembark, like, bring Adibet into solid ground, and, um, like, sort of start walking a little way towards the oncomers, oncoming group, hands up, like, trying to look unthreatening, which is why I did not just turn the mech around and point that towards them. So Probably wise. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go over towards them and say, um... Hello. We, she sort of looks back at her group. We mean you no harm. Oh God, do I have to control the 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 people too? The survivors. Anyone can be one of the survivors. I sometimes I'm like, wait, how am I supposed to control a large group of NPCs with no DM? <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to make this worse and have like Soul being the leader of the survivors? <laughs> yes. If you weren't gonna do Soul, I was gonna do Seer. So. <laughs> Both. Por que no los dos? Both. Good. Good. Yeah, Beautiful. like. Well, that's cool because we can have, like, for the sake of playing, you two can do this and then we can say that um, Kiki and Marnie are back with Calamity. Mm-hmm. And it's Burrs and Juniper that have gone forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Kiki and. Uh, Marnie are the ones who are dealing with the making sure the thing is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, takes a lot of effort to double tap. Yeah. Yep. So, uh... hey, hey, Danielle, what does this version of Sarah look like? Yeah. So a short man. He looks really young. Kind of walks forward to the front of the group. He's got blonde hair in. It kind of looks like maybe it's a mohawk, but it's kind of like long on top and short on the sides. It kind of sticks up everywhere. And he, compared to, especially compared to Juniper and Burrs, like, he's very short. Um, Like, he's maybe half Juniper's height. Short king. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not not truly half, but, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And he 
has his hands on his hips and he narrows his eyes as he looks at you and says, what are you doing here? Um, I, Bert sort of looks at Juniper and is like, I'm asking you, Juniper, to tell a story of the past. Oh, lordy. I'm not saying that in character, but I'm saying that because yeah. I want a token. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. To put you back at zero tokens. To put myself back at zero, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Juniper starts to explain that they were part of the Armada coming back fleet was overwhelmed that they crashed not far from here and that they've been sort of just it just I think like Juniper's a good storyteller mm-hmm. and there's a vibe to the way she tells it it feels like maybe it's like almost like a blues song the way she she tells it and I think if in the movie of this you would hear that sort of slow picked guitar in the back like low in the background as she explains but yeah and like she makes it clear like how much has been lost and how much how bad she knows things must be here yeah but like that she doesn't want to believe that there's nothing good worth fighting for that they've come back for. I think he looks at you, Juniper, while you're explaining, but he never quite takes his eyes fully off of Burr's, and his eyes keep Flicking to the, like, the bars on her uniform. That's fair. Um, and he crosses his arms uh, and lifts his chin and says, That's all well and good. You're going to have to find another route. Ah. She looks a little, you know, caught up, caught up you know, wrong-footed like oh um uh, of, of course uh it is she sort of looks around like uh is this are you living here could you tell us more none of, of your business all right <laughs> um i uh, she, she's like i trying to she's like we, we're, we're just trying to find our way back to whatever sort sort of um she's like commands that we we can um <laughs> juniper <laughs> juniper uh t- tell them why we're here <laughs> jesus she doesn't know how to deal with people <laughs> these are civilians she can't order them to do shit <laughs> like we we weren't looking to cross into anyone's territory or cause any trouble Truth be told, we weren't expecting to find anyone. We thought we were somewhere else entirely with all the as gestures back towards the veritable tropical jungle-looking foresty stuff that's not very far away at all. If we're a danger to you all, then we don't, we don't want to be the cause of that. But we could also help you if you would have us it does not seem that they're going to have us this all kind of snorts <laughs> couldn't help before <laughs> yeah they don't seem particularly friendly oh well i've got good reason not to like us that is fair look we're just people i think seer raises an eyebrow and looks at soul your call hang on i'm checking I'm also going to gain a token for deferring to somebody else's judgment here. So now I have one token. (laughs) I don't know. None of these moves seem particularly 
Oh my god, do we want to do we want to be sent on a fetch quest? <laughs> <laughs> because Fuck yeah. uh, yes, we do. Mhm. All right. Y'all couldn't pull it together before. I doubt you'll be able to pull it together now, but you know what? I'm feeling generous right now. And soul kind of like shifts and you can see a really big knife at her hip um mm -hmm. and she's like we got a problem august doesn't know what that problem is but we got it <laughs> <laughs> and what if it's like like a cash like there's a storage facility that they know has got something useful in it but there's a creature yeah. living there or it's like they aren't strong enough to open it, but we have mechs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mm, like a, yeah. a cache of medical supplies or something. Mm -hmm. And mm. there's a giant kaiju that sleeps outside of it. It's a literal dragon horde. Oh, like an old, like an old hospital, maybe? Yeah. But yeah, it's like a dragon horde. Well, it was once a hospital, but we can't get in anymore because of the, the big kaiju. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also like to think that like Burst was maybe like a sniper before she was uh, a, mm. a you know mech pilot, just as sort of her original skill set. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Cool. Also, Burst still has um. I never I never revealed the name of Burst's new friend. He's called Pointy Man. You did not. He's called Pointy, pointy Man. Man. He's a little Pointy Man. <laughs> Um, the story well, behind well, that name. How about this for a note? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Sorry, go on. I just like the thought that we're having this conversation and like we've stepped up and Pointy Man just sort of comes up behind you, like butts your hip in that way that like big dogs do. And yes. just like we're trying to have this parlay with salt and this like leaf deer, like headbutts in the affectionate way like maybe like the military bearing just melts where she's like oh who's your good boy who's your like good some boy some people yes. get really soft around their animal their <laughs> yeah she, she's definitely like she goes hello there and she goes she just like starts like rubbing its little ears and is like yes hello pointy man he's a good boy <laughs> <laughs> the story behind pointy man as a name for versus uh deer-like companion is that uh in guild wars for some reason the name sharp boy uh got censored and they were like you can't do that you can't do that it's it's got a it's got a bad word in it and i'm just like i don't understand why but okay and so that became pointy man because sharp boy was not allowed <laughs> very good objectively a much oh better God. name honestly pointy man <laughs> marnie calls him prime minister <laughs> i love it yes. because pm i love it that's mm -hmm. very good the pm the pm yep good. how does solon see react to seeing like this giant woman uh just like utterly turned <laughs> goo goo eyed at her dear buddy showing up Saul just kind of like like her expression shifts to like hard consideration <laughs> and I don't know I feel like Saul could also be swayed by a soft creature <laughs> in the right instances so like her shoulders untense a little bit as she like describes the issue at hand mm-hmm yeah, I mean, Seer, Seer kind of rolls his eyes uh, and shifts his weight, but doesn't really do anything else. Love it. Yeah. He's an angry boy. He's just big mad. So, so what, so yeah, so uh, Burr sort of, <clears throat> she clears her throat, stands up tall again, but she's got like her hand on the back of Pointy Man's neck fucking great name <laughs> uh and she goes we will get you your medical supplies this we can do for you and whether we part ways afterwards we'll have to see but this we can do 
And then I climb back into the, or I sort of, you know, motion to everybody else to like wrap up what they're doing and, and follow me back over to our, our mechs to, to get sort of going again. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. Pointy man bounds after me. Yep. In a sort of generally frolicking way. <laughs> All right. Who's that pointy man? Who's that pointy <laughs> man? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so fetch quest. Fetch quest. Fetch quest. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go beat up a big kaiju. <laughs> this is the Pacific Rim theme. I'm just not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> uh... So it's a hospital. Hmm. I really, because I like how obviously this might go to a newer hospital and like there's a lot of glass. I like the thought it's like this big, actually no, but either way, I just love the idea of this big coiled up creature like mm -hmm. um, the serpent in yeah. like Norse yeah. mythology, mm -hmm. but with a little bit of like dragon vibes and then it's sort of like here but also in another dimension as well like it spreads not just mass mm -hmm. but like i like the thought it maybe exudes a gravitational pull it's more like you know, like how dark matter in fiction mm -hmm. just like is so, is so dense yeah it's more than it appears yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i've also linked a song that is like a good like yes this is it <laughs> so we're we're there looking at it probably yeah. from a little bit of a distance away because we don't want to wake it up and alert it to us before we're ready and i think uh kiki turns to marnie in the rig and says doing all right there kid i think that you know kiki can definitely sense that marnie has some trepidation there but like, Marnie is definitely trying to hide it and is just like, you know me, I'm peachy keen. <laughs> uh, but she's definitely, like, fiddling with her buttons. Mm -hmm. You can't lie to me, shark bait. <laughs> I'm plugged into your head. Mm. <laughs> eh, you know, worth a shot. Girl can dream. <laughs> Do you need a second? It doesn't matter how many seconds I take, it's not going to change what's out there. That's true. Uh, and I think she holds out her hand to Marnie. Aww. Marnie hesitates for a moment, but then she takes it. Aww. Uh, and Kiki squeezes a bit and says, I'll keep you safe. Don't worry. <laughs> Aww. That's good. Marnie is just, you know, she just kind of like smirks and is just like, I'm not worried. I can take it. <laughs> That's a spirit. And she grins and it's a, it's a dangerous kind of grin. Uh -uh. Oh dear. <laughs> you ready to go kick some ass? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Marnie should be given the chance to respond before like they <laughs> jump into action <laughs> love it good that's good <laughs> yeah and yeah first just gonna say in that case lit let us let us do this and fucking hand signals us forward and we fucking crash down on this fucker to Give it a big ol' a good old fisticuffs. Ass whooping. <laughs> nice. Yeah. A rowdy little battle. Yep. Kiki's laughing as they're wrestling this thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's having a great time. I'm so glad. <laughs> I mean, I just want while that last we have like comms on between us. Mm -hmm. I just want the visual of like a shot of Juniper like either doing covering fire or like is closer than like she normally would be in this sort of situation but uh do it using like her maneuverability mm -hmm. to like or maybe like 
she and Artie are doing the baiting thing, like mm-hmm. in the, like the way small creatures will like nip at the ankles of much bigger creatures to keep them off guard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like that kind of vibe. Like you see that with wolf packs too, just like mm-hmm. take like nipping ankles and stuff, like keeping them on move. But like you see in like her cockpit, and you hear like like Burn giving these orders and. But just like when she hears Kiki laughing, she just like smiles a little to herself and shakes. She's just like, oh, that girl is trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and looks like she has no issue with the prospect of trouble as uh, she keeps doing what she's doing. <laughs> Incredible. Good. Excellent. Love it. But yeah, given this, I assume we we slay, we slay the beast. We slay the beast. We do it. Yeah. We do. Do we... There's no way that we don't take damage, though, right? Yeah. Oh, I've got it, because I'm all full and bad, and mm-hmm. it'll be okay. I think what happens is this creature is able to like get a a tail whip or something or crushes part of Artie Mm -hmm. maybe just one of the limbs but the feedback through the system is enough to kick off Juniper's heart condition Mm -hmm. oh geez they're currently in a hospital so really they're in the best place (laughs) for this to happen oh boy but I think this is how you guys find out um, like Juniper's mm-hmm. able just to finish it, but you see, like maybe Artie claps a little, and mm-hmm. Juniper's just like sounds bad as she says mm-hmm. over the comms, just like we need, I need to finish this fast. Yeah, mm, concern. Yeah, yeah, I think Kiki hears the pain in her voice, uh, mm-hmm. and like just fucking crushes this thing's skull or something. Yeah, and then. Good. And then is uh, jumping out of the cockpit and sliding down the side and running over to Artie. I think Juniper is conscious enough to like pop like the hatch, and um, it's not like she's obviously with that complexion she doesn't look pale, but like there's that sort of like gray tinge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm good and gay, and I like this sort of shit. I think she is able to get half out of the mech. And then she collapses as mm-hmm. she's exiting the back, just into Kiki's arms. Yeah. Kiki scoops her up and turns to Burrs, uh, and she's kind of wide-eyed, and she says, Captain, where do we go? What do we do? Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, Burrs is kind of frozen, too. She's like, um, sorry, I just thought about that. But it's literally frozen, too. Anyways, I don't know where the fuck that came. That, that my brain just like, made that connection, but good killing the moment. Me, um, yeah. Burst is just sort of like I, I don't. Um, she sort of looks around and goes, "Well, it is. Uh, it's a good thing we're in the hospital." Uh, got a, got a, got a pitch. Got a pitch. Yeah. Um, hey, August. Mm-hmm. What if one of the things money was dabbling in was pre-med? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. so Marnie's... Maybe like I, I like the social that we just have this split like not a flashback, yeah, but just like the conversation continued about what uh I like that the audience would know this that conversation with Juniper and Marnie went on longer and one of the things Marnie mentioned was doing some pre med stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's how she wasn't sure if it was for her, but her parents were really into that. So, hmm. but yeah. yeah, there was there was this girl who was who was going through the pre med program. I figured it was a great way to get her number. You know? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> the, the real, don't... <laughs> Marnie's kind of a herbo, and I'm not saying she was going to school for her MRS, but she might have been going to school for her MRS. God, hate it. <laughs> terrible mm. terrible little child she's not a child <laughs> she's a fucking gremlin terrible little gremlin yeah so i love it sorry go ahead i think oh man 
I think maybe she starts looking around for like one of those defibrillator machines. Mm-hmm. Like not like the big ones, but like one of the small wall-mounted ones. Mm-hmm. Like just without saying anything, and I'm spending a token here uh to use my move once again. Uh my silent determination takes the lead saving the day. Nice. Mm-hmm. So like she's it's not that she's like on autopilot or particularly practiced it's there's still like the air of panic to her but she's able to locate one of those one of those compact defibrillators mm-hmm. and just like opens juniper's jacket and just like shoves you know shoves all of her clothing aside to attach the mm-hmm. thingies the very technical term thingies electrodes uh, mm-hmm. Yes, attach the electrodes, and she just, you know, she does what needs to be done to to get Juniper's heart back in whack for now. Back in whack? Um, Fucking hate it, thank you. Back in whack. Back in whack. I cannot words. God. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. This is good. Enjoying this. And and it works. And I think it's not great. And, like, don't. Juniper coughs a few times and eyes open. God, she is awful and she is played by me. <laughs> Echo. Do I want to make this joke? Yep. Yeah, because she's like, why are my tits cold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh, ow, 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 ow. I just like starts pulling down the tank top just so. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, pardon my French, but what the fuck was that? <laughs> I paid good money for these. Like, can you not be so rude? <laughs> not your tits. Your tits are fine. Uh, the passing out, the, <laughs> the passing out thing, the, the thing that you just did as you got out of your neck, what the fuck was that? Oh. Alright. Oh. Oh. Okay. I haven't been entirely honest with you. With all of you. I was hoping it wasn't going to be an issue. Well, it appears to be an issue now. (laughs) (laughs) You were wrong. That's the first time for everything, Captain. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Kiki... Kiki looks like she's trying really hard to stay angry. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but I like that the scene maybe like fades out on uh, on Juniper explaining. Mm-hmm. Should I have drawn Juniper with bigger tits if she, <laughs> she's got implants? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, this was a gag that I made to myself a little bug about the thing that I'm currently trying to write about uh, Juniper being... Um, oddly proud of um, the boob job she got. God, I love um, it. <laughs> like, estrogen wasn't doing enough, so she wanted just to have, like, they're modest, but they're really nice shape. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> love it. Vibe. Good shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, well, they said before, good game as well. So you're just like, you know what? To be fair, I think in some iterations, it's a thing that happens after the war, <laughs> uh, but in this instance, because she's that little bit older. Yeah. yeah love it. No, it's good. No, originally I was going to have her get an injury and her first concern was be like, give it to me straight, Doc. Oh, the tit's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. God damn it. I love it. her. <sighs> this is good content. Let me be clear, this is a thing that I'm trying to write between Juniper and Carrie, so I just want you to imagine somebody saying that to Carrie. Oh, good. Oh, my God. This is good. I love this. Uh, good show. <laughs> but anyway so um for our last scene i think we should do a flashback to where we got shot down yes Fuck yes yes good 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 i have ideas already please share okay well i mean one of my my main ideas was just like an image of you know miva who is in charge um 
you know, shouting commands, generally being, like, very on top of things, very in charge, but also, like, it's chaotic. There's, you know, we're maybe in, like, a big ship, and there's lights mm-hmm. blinking all over the place, and she's, you know, there's, they're in the hallways, they're here, we're, we're getting, we're, we're fucked, basically. And at, you know, Neva sort of turns and she sends this group that we have now to an escape pod. Like, get in your mechs, just get out of here. Go, I will hold them off, just just go. And then first gets her keys. And then they run. First is upset about this. I love the thought that Kiki is the only person strong enough to get Buzz into the escape pod after that. Yeah, no, Burst does not want to leave. Burst is like, yeah, absolutely not. But I think at first Kiki is the same way. Like, yeah. she's she's not having this, but she's also good at taking orders from people she respects. And so, like, Miva realizes that Burz isn't going to leave and then looks at Kiki and is like, get her out of here. Yes. And Kiki, glaring daggers at Miva the whole fucking time, starts to manhandle Burz to the escape pod. And I'm, I'm sure Burz is like, I am your commander. I am, I, am, I, I am your commander. Let go of me right now. I, I will not. I, I don't. I, I will not accept this. Not accept this. Get, get, let. Duh. She's like fighting. You're trying to fight her way out, and then you know they. Yeah, Kiki. Kiki looks at Burrs and says, "This." Yeah, she says, "You're not my commanding officer." <laughs> I'm still. A, I'm still. I still outrank you, bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my is this what happens yes Mm -hmm. I like the thought that because I like maybe because it carries on and this could have been a transition point maybe in the explanation you saw like Juniper shaking a couple of pills out and taking them and then explaining and this and stuff is like Juniper doesn't manage to grab her pill bottle before we run out of the shit no she does but it's finite and you just like see that same people rattling as she sort of like gets into the hallway and sees this altercation and yes Juniper would do this um, and like seeing Miva and realize I think I said she's seen it all before that's that's the whole point of the old timer and knows that Burr isn't gonna Burr's isn't gonna stop fighting uh, and so sort of comes up next to them and just like Mama Bear, and the second burst of a cold clocks her. Mm-hmm. And Fuck her. me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> she is down, and she's fucking heavy, by the way. So, uh, you, you now get to drag her. That's why Kiki's here. But yeah. And maybe we get there, and like maybe Marnie's the one like firing up like the uh, sequence in the escape pod because she did as she was told and went to the escape pod. Yeah, and I like to yeah. think that maybe like the mechs just get like ejected from the ship as well. So like we're not in them when we fall, mm-hmm. which is why we had to like we had to like get our mechs all together again. But we end up settling mm-hmm. where Orin fell because that's Orin can't move. Yeah, Orin, mm-hmm. we, we can't move Orin anymore because Neva's dead. Yeah. August, do you want to narrate how Marnie kind of reacted to this and got to the ship? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that, like, this is kind of showing, like, Marnie's insecurities. Like, she was probably, like, in her bunk asleep and got woken up because of the, the tingling in her head when mm-hmm. the threat appeared. Um, and so, like, the alarms start going off right as she's, like, grabbing her boots and her jacket like she just like fucking books it down the hall to uh, the escape pod and is just like trying to button up her jacket while she's running in like the particular way she does it uh, and then she's like holding the escape pod door open and yelling when she sees Verse uh, and Kiki and Juniper coming down the hall and she's just like come on come on come on we've got to go we've got to go we've got to go now love it 
like I've got this visual if you like it like we get into the pod and it ejects off the side of the big ship that we're on right now and I like the visual of it sort of like starting to turn down and something catches it like the camera is maybe on the outside of the pod and we just see something connect and it gets sent into a little bit of a tailspin and gets sort of knocked off course and we spiral down yeah but I really like the visual of um something almost like hatching from within the ship that's what it looks like as the camera sees like the ship like splintering apart from the inside as something much bigger than that ship comes out from where it was And on that note, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's been uh, too many stars. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Damn. And you, thank you for joining us. If you've been here since the beginning, if you've been here for one episode, if this is your first time listening to us, then this is probably part two of an episode, and you might be real confused. But thanks anyway. (laughs) We appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. You can find the show on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast. And if you like what we do and want to support us, uh, you can do so at patreon.com FTLcast. We've got a bunch of like additional recordings we do and uh, we've got fun bloopers. Uh, you can try it. And you can sometimes find my art there if I don't end up just posting it. <laughs> and sometimes it's art. Um, if uh, you enjoy what you heard, to write and review us on iTunes or tweeting about us. Uh, come join our Discord server and chat to us about it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please, we um, thrive on feedback. Yeah. Look, we're all desperate for validation here. Nobody's going to lie about it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I have been Jade, and will probably continue being so for the at least the foreseeable future. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose. You can hear me playing Kel Mahoney on Dumb Kids Playing Hero. That's at, at DKPHPod. And you can hear me talking about Animorphs with our wonderful guest at, at the at Escafil Files. Yeah. And playing with me today has been said co-host. Yeah. Uh, gotta channel some Brian energy. Hi, <laughs> I've been Danielle. Uh, you can continue to find me on the internet at redtailedhawk90 because I am who I am and that's at me as a 10 year old uh, you can find the podcast that I'm normally on at roomwarepod that's the room where it happened if you like mech pilot girls and lots of gayness you should check us out because we're currently in the middle of a scum and villainy campaign and it's very fraught and very gay well, uh, <laughs> will you still be in the middle of that campaign after the new year Mm, probably probably okay. at least as okay. of recording <laughs> <laughs> definitely as of recording probably after the new year we're not that close to the end okay um, cool and like jade said you can find dumb kids playing hero which is an animorphs inspired actual play podcast at dkph pod thanks uh, mm-hmm. And I have been Sam. You can find me on Twitter at S-A-K-L-O. And you can find my art at samkalo.art. And you can find my very good Warrior Cats reread podcast, which maybe will have like three episodes by the time this airs. <laughs> if it, my uh, editing schedule continues to follow as it has been. Uh, and you can find that at KCWC Pod, Kitty Cat War Crimes. Hell yeah. And uh, I've been August. You can find me on Twitter and itch at Harpydora. You can hear me talk about colorful kids' cartoons that have long since ended uh, over <laughs> on Gay Space Rocks, where I talk about Steven Universe with uh, my good friend Brian, or over on Equestria Gaze, where I talk about My Little Pony Friendship is Magic with my good partner Anya.
And also, they're on Dumb Kids Playing Hero. <laughs> yeah, but you already plugged that one. Yeah, I know, but I want to say that you're on it, because you're cool. Oh, you're cool too. Um, and on that note, how about we clap? It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!